Welcome to the Smut Hive, where each week we, Jillian and Morgan, review a romance book, drink something yummy, laugh our asses off, and rant about what we loved, what we didn't, and of course, talk about hot, smutty sex. There will be spoilers, so if you want to read it first, close now and come back later. We would like to note that this is an explicit podcast where we may talk about many taboo topics that include explicit sex scenes, subject matter that could be sensitive to some, and filthy language. Hi, welcome back to the Smut Hive. Hello. Hi, Morgan. Hi. How are you? Oh, I'm well. How are you? I'm good. Everyone thinks we're big fat dorks, but um, we literally have not seen each other in like a month just because of how crazy uh, somebody who has kids in the summertime is Uh versus somebody who does not have children, little children in the summer. Um, So yeah, it's been a hot minute, but hi, how, how middle of July, how you been? What's been going on? I mean, I'm lucky to be here today because my allergies are legit trying to take me out. True. So if you hear me hacking... I have some pollen stuck in my throat. Yep. Um, but you know, I've been good, busy, mm-hmm. softball, camps, camps, <laughs> more camps, just a lot of things, birthdays, mm-hmm. you know, so I'm, I, uh, I'm surviving. Yeah. I'm surviving. How are you? Yeah. I'm good. Uh, my busy's different than mm-hmm. your busy. Um, I'm definitely for my buzzing about, I'm not loving my construction zone oh. house. Yeah. Um, we're recording at my house today and my uh, main like living area room is half primed and the furniture is in the middle of the room and there's just tape everywhere. And cause my husband and I have primed the fucking walls, yep. but we cannot agree on a color. Mm-hmm. We have lived in this house people for like 22 years. And for whatever reason, he has decided he now cares what color right. <laughs> the wall is. Um, and so we can't we can't seem to make a decision. And I can't live in a construction zone. So it's really freaking me out. Well, I mean, we have not seen each other. Also, we talk here and there, but mm-hmm. literally so busy. I literally walked in and was like, oh, hello. <laughs> this what's, is what we're doing. What's happening here? <laughs> um, well, if it matters, my vote is gray. Uh-huh. My, I, that's my vote. I don't know who is what color currently, but I, if I had to pick, I would pick gray. Mm-hmm. There's like a situation where we're looking at like a feature wall mm-hmm. that's going to go in front of like a dining room table and it's gray floors and gray table. So then gray walls. Do you do that? that I know, but he his wallpaper and my wallpaper choices, oh. no, okay. just no. I'm flowers, yeah. like updated, cool, modern. Yeah. And he's just like silver sparkle wiggly lines or like we just can't seem to agree and then i've decided since i'm refinishing a table Mm -hmm. um i've decided now i'm switching from gray to black lacquer like i'm obsessed with this like wood and black lacquer look so then i'm thinking like a charcoal color feature wall Mm -hmm. with white molding and then the lighter gray throughout the other walls so I don't know, folks. Tune back in. We'll see the right. war of the Macintoshes. Right. <laughs> We're going to see right. if Mr. or Mrs. wins, yes. but it's still a process yeah. that's not moving forward. It's <laughs> well, annoying me. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good stuff. Hey, we read a book, though. We did. We did. We read J.T. Gessinger, who we love. We read Liars Like Us, which is book one in the Morally Gray series. This is her most recent series. Yes. So there is, um, I'm, I don't know how many books she's got slotted to come out in this, but there is um, the second book itself is going to drop on September 28th of this year. Uh, it's going to be called Fall Into You, mm-hmm. book two. Yeah. I'm obs- I really like this morally gray. Yeah. Like, because that's exactly what you get in your main male character in this book. His name is Callum McCord. Mm-hmm. And I feel like he is probably one of the most complicated characters that i've seen in jt books right because he uh well i feel like previous main male characters in her books are what you see is what you get yeah um and he is not like that he's what you see is like a fourth of what you get Mm -hmm. and everything else is hidden and you have to like peel him apart and there's always still something hidden and then he 
reveals what's hidden and you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Right. What is happening here? Uh, did not see it coming. Mm -hmm. I was shocked a little bit. I, she, her books are shocking in like the form of like, damn, this plot line is like crazy or I don't know. I'm not necessarily always shocked by her books. You kind of know what's coming mm -hmm. in a good way. Right. I did not. It's like this book was, you know, something's happening. Mm -hmm. You know, something is not right. There's red flags just flying around everywhere, but like you just can't pinpoint what it is. And you don't even find out to like the very end of the book. Almost. Right. So it was definitely a different type of read from her. Mm -hmm. He's he's really mysterious. Mm -hmm. um, but at the same time, like in keeping secrets, he would give you just a little yeah. sprinkle. And it was like, so you paid attention to everything that came out of his mouth right. because you know that he's not the type of man that would say something unless it had some kind right. of meaning behind it. So you're getting all these little crumbs of information out of him, but I still had no fucking yeah. clue until the end yeah. um, what his deal really was. Yeah. So kudos to, to JT as always for that. But, um, you know, as we do here on the Smut Hive, we are going to spoil everything in this book. So we're letting you know in advance, there is some mysterious shit, yo. Yeah. So if you don't want to know, definitely go read this book and then come back and yeah. talk about it. But we're going to tell you all the shit. Yeah. So there you go. Um, okay. So your main female character in this book, her name is Emery. Mm -hmm. Now she is also a different type of character. She has a lot of quirks. She's a very quirky individual. Very, I'm going to say whatever the fuck is, is going to come out of my mouth, right. regardless if it's something stupid like, oh my God, I can't believe there's cows. He's a dark color cow. You think he might be making chocolate milk? Like just ridiculous bullshit yeah. is going to come out of her mouth. She's weirdly unhinged for me. I love like, her. Like I just never knew what to expect from her. Mm -hmm. um, like one moment I would be like, why are you saying that? That's the weirdest shit I've ever heard. And the <laughs> next minute I'm like, yeah. Get it, like, girl. Get it, girl. <laughs> uh, so I, I went back and forth a lot with her mm -hmm. um she's just different she she's is a different, different type of character i think i guess maybe this book's just all around different for mm -hmm. jt she just want to like mix it up a bit perhaps. yeah yeah yeah. Well, Emery, you start out from her point of view and her her life sucks. Mm -hmm. Like, that's all I can really say about it. Um, she is this book does take place in like L.A. Um, so you've got California type lifestyle going on. And she runs a bookstore called Lit Happens. Cute. It's very cute. Yeah. Um, it's a family business. Uh, her dad started the business. So she took it over when her her parents have passed away. And it's all up to her. Well, the problem is, is you come right into understanding that she feels her life is fucking over because she's going to have to close the door on Lit Happens because right next door, fucking value books right. has moved into the block. So like a Barnes and Noble. Right. Like a big, right. big box store, right? Yeah. Takes out the little man yep. business or whatever. Yeah. So you are right off the bat, though, introduced to a slow, like slew of side characters Too who many. are her employees. Right. I couldn't keep track of their names. No. Um, I enjoyed their banter because they were all had individual personalities mm -hmm. that kind of brought something to the table. Yeah. And there were, you know, uncomfortable conversations that happened that they all made light of or whatever. But there were too many, too yeah. many of those employees yes. to kind of keep track of. Yeah. Um, but basically, you know, she, Emery's a good person. So she feels horrible that she's about to lose the family business. She feels horrible that, um, her friends slash employees are going to be out of jobs. And then her day just keeps getting fucking worse. Like her landlord calls her for the shop. And he was like, you know, listen, I haven't raised your rent in like 10 years. And she was like, don't even. And he was like, yep, I've got to double it. And she was like, fucking double. Are you kidding me? So, you know, that's about to happen. She's got no way to save the store. And she kind of sits on this for a couple of weeks. Yeah. Okay? She is fresh out of a failed relationship too. Right. A bad one. Yeah. Like he cheated on her. Not good. 
Yeah. yeah. And like, just like ditched her, ghosted yeah. her. And she's like, what the fuck? Yeah. So she is not like, you know, she'll tell you she's not interested in love, doesn't have a fucks to give yeah. about that. But that, you know, she has a vagina yeah. and she would eventually like to use it before right. it dies. But, right. you know, not really happening right now. Okay. So, you know, again, here we are a couple weeks later. She's got no way to save this store. The banks have all turned her down for loans. She has no asset. She has like an old fucking Volkswagen Jetta. She has a leased apartment, no money, no choices. She's going to have to close. Yeah. So she decides to take the staff out to like kind of a swanky restaurant. And then she's going to just kind of get fucked up and tell them the deal. Yeah. So that happens. And what she doesn't realize is that our main character, Callum, was in this restaurant when this occurred. Right. Okay. So the next day... She is in the shop, like opening it up by herself. Her people haven't come yet. She's kind of nursing her broken heart and a hangover. And then in walks this like God of a fucking man. And she's like, oh, 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 okay. She, I mean, the way he's described dark hair, dark eyes, expensive suit, reeks of money and power. Duh. You know, like can't speak to him because you're just enamored by the way that he looks. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So when she finally does kind of get it out, like, um, hi, how can I help you? Welcome to Lit Happens. What's up? And he was just like, listen, so you don't know me. I don't know you, but I have a proposition for you. We're going to get married. End of that chapter. And you're like, wait, what? Like that came out of your mouth? Like, what's your name? Will you marry me? It's a, we're 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 going to get married. Which is really, honestly, what this book is. Mm Mm-hmm moving forward yes so uh as us readers we're like what the hell as is emory mm-hmm. and she's like i'm sorry come again now what? she thinks like, it's a who, joke right like who put you up to this like this is not funny i'm not in the mood and he's like i'm not kidding yeah and by the way yeah. i will give you 10 million dollars right. and solve all your problems right. if you marry me yeah Oh, I'm sorry. What's your name? Right. Oh, well, first, let me rephrase. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't even ask your name. I'm I would. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, yeah. oh, 10 million? Right. And you're fucking hot? Right. I will call you whatever you want right. to be called. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, I would do it. I would just need to know, like, can I at least get a first name? Mm-hmm. Just, that's it. Yeah. I don't need anything else. Yeah. Because that $10 million check is going to go a long way. But here's the thing. She... As she starts believing that this is like a legit real thing, she won't do it. No. She's like, I don't, I, I, I'm not taking the money. Like I would never do that. And in my brain, I'm thinking like, bitch, this will solve every single one of your problems. Yes. Now, while she's stewing over this situation, she's getting calls. Like, by the way, you're getting sued. Mm Mm-hmm. And, uh, there's like a slip and fall. There's like a tax thing. So like basically everything is falling apart. It's monetary and value for millions. Millions. Yeah. And she still won't take this deal. Yeah. Now enter her best friend, Danny, who is amazing. She, I feel like would be like us. Yes. Like, Like, let's think about this for a minute. Girl, you need to do this. Just get married and then like get in an old like or get divorced like a year later. Mm-hmm. Just do it so you get the money. He's hot. I mean, I mean, we're dip, talking dip ten million dollars. Right. I would marry a llama for right. ten million fucking right. dollars. Like, I don't even understand how anybody wouldn't do that. Right. You're single. Mm-hmm. You need the money. Yep. He's hot. Yep. And she's. Like, well, I don't, you know, I don't want to have sex. I'm sorry, why? Yeah. Because that would be the first thing. Like, I'll take the 10 million, but like, also I, we are going to have sex, right? Duh. Not like we're not having sex. Bitch, what's wrong with you? What is wrong? Write that into a fucking contract. Like, I demand dick payments Mm -hmm. on top of the 10 million to be your wife because you are arrogant. Right. Um, Okay. So here's the, the behind the scenes of that deal. Basically what it is, is he tells her, I was in the restaurant when you were telling your woe is me story to your staff. I looked you up, had you investigated, and now I know that you are in dire straits. You need this money. I can make this happen, and I need a wife. And she's like, but why do you 
right. need a wife. Besides the fact that I can already tell you're arrogant and you're right. mouthy yeah. and very domineering because he'll tell her like, sit down. And she's like, but mother, what? I don't even fucking know yeah. you. You're in my store, yeah. bud. And no one ever talks to him that way. Right. You can tell. So he says, here's my deal. Like he takes her out to lunch or whatever. And he, and he was like, here's the deal. Um, I'm part of this like multi-billion dollar whatever. <laughs> and my dad ran it and I'm running it right now. He's retired. But when he dies, he will disinherit me if I am not married like now. And she was like, yeah, but again, how are you having a problem getting married? And he explains to her, like, let me, let me just tell you your story. Yeah. And he tells her like all these character things about her. He's like, you know, you've got, you know, distant, your parents are gone. I feel distant to my parents. You're expected to run your family business. No one even ever asked you what you wanted out of your life. I'm here doing the same fucking thing. Mm -hmm. I heard you talk to your staff. You have respect for people. You care about people. You're a good person. You pay your bills. Like I know these things and I'm the same way. We just need to do this. And red flags, yes. I've already said yes before you took me to lunch. True. But she actually thinks about like yeah. things. Like if this is not a joke, if yeah. this is really legit and you're saying we're connected in this way yeah. and you need this to happen, but I'm not hearing anything that I've ever thought I would say when I married somebody. Right. And she kind of sticks to that and leaves. Yeah. Like, she's just yeah. like, no, I'm not going to do this. I do feel like her questions are, like, legitimate questions that even though technically I guess I would have already said yes, my first question would be, aren't you a millionaire on your own? Like, why do you need your dad's company? Like, I don't understand how this would help you in any way. Right. And he always has an answer for everything. He does. Even though it's still a weird answer and you're still kind of like, uh, I don't know. Something doesn't seem right. It's like a plausible enough answer to like be believable. Mm -hmm. Then you say something like, I do have money on my own, but I wouldn't be able, like that money won't give me the lifestyle right. that I'm accustomed to right. with this money. Yeah. And he's worked his whole life for yeah. this company. So that's a thing. But anyway, after she says no, like at the restaurant and stuff, like he's just kind of off guard and she's fucking hilarious. Yeah. And um, she leaves in an Uber. Yeah. And this is where shit just gets really fucking funny. Yeah. So she calls bestie Danny and Danny is like kind of team Mary money. Like she yeah. doesn't understand what's happening. Right. Like, why is there even a question? And, you know, at the same time, Emery's like, well, well, thanks. Like, I really appreciate that you care so much about my fucking happiness right. kind of a thing. Well, all of a sudden, the Uber's getting pulled over and the cops want her to get out of the car. And she was like, what the actual fuck? And Danny is on like FaceTime and she's like, you can't make her yeah. give you your license. You can't make her get out of the car. And they're just like, yep, yes, we can. And so she gets out of the car because Callum called the police to pull her over and make her get back in his car. And she does, but she's really fucking pissed right. about it. And she calls him on his shit. And that's his thing. He's going to pull stunts like this yeah. throughout the rest yeah. of this book. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. But one of the things that I did think that was very cute is that she left before she actually got her lunch and he knew she was hungry. So he says that he's just having her pulled over so he can give her her lunch. I mean, sweet, uh -huh. partial truth. Uh-huh. Yes. Full truth. No. Yeah. yeah. I know. So anyway, so all that, <laughs> she she gets back out of the car again and gets back in her fucking yeah. Uber, but she does take her lunch with yeah. her. Oh, well, I would too. Right? Yeah. Um, so the next thing that kind of fucking happens with all the crap that she's getting from like being served yeah. for the lawsuit and all that kind of crap, now she gets a call from her neighbor. And she has to rush home because there apparently are like city officials and police and they're telling everybody that lives in her apartment building that the apartment is going to be condemned and right. they've got 30 minutes to get their shit and get out. Right. And no one has anywhere to go. Right. So she's like totally freaking out and they're all looking to her because they get the feeling she's the younger one yeah. in this apartment full of older people. Yeah. And Callum happens to call her at the time that she's going through all this. And he was like, what's going on? Where are you? What's happening? And she tells him. And he was like, "Hand, find out who's in charge and hand them the phone. And he solves her fucking problem. These fuckers leave and her building is not condemned. And she now thinks, oh, well, shit. That's, that's a little bit more than my chicken salad at lunchtime. I will say I did 
think that he was the cause of it. Oh, yeah. At, initially. Yeah. I think you find out that actually he wasn't, but that was the only thing that he didn't have anything to do with. Yeah. But he fixed it. So. Yeah. Like, are you going to say yes yet? And then they, yeah. And then they just don't talk for a couple days. Right. So now we kind of come back to Danny and you understand her deal. So we're at her house having dinner. Mm-hmm. And she has a husband named Ryan. They've got a two-year-old little girl named Mia. And then Ryan's retired dad, like, supposedly has, like, a hearing problem or whatever and lives with them. Right. And he, like, shouts at Wheel of Fortune. Like, he cusses out Vanna White. Like, straight up calls her a hoe. Like, he's hilarious. Um, But anyway, they're all really great friends. And you can tell they're all a family unit and that they've adopted her, you know. And that they're explaining to her, like, we might have to move. Like, Ryan lost his job and we might have to lose the the house. And she's like, oh, my God, like, that can't happen. You guys, I need you guys. And they're kind of like, well, you need to take, like, you know, team money. (laughs) Like, you need to take that deal. Yeah. And they kind of talk her into it a little bit. Because, again, Danny is like, you don't have to stay married to this mofo forever. Like, 10 mil, bitch, 10 mil solves all of our problems. So you don't really get the idea from her that she is accepting it, but she is texting him because what she wants to do is kind of start a conversation. She has questions. Mm-hmm. Rightfully so. Right. Somebody that cares about red flags right. is going to have questions. Yeah. You know, I've already signed, but whatever. Right. And anyway, so she, he's like, where are you right now? And she was like, yep, nope, slow down. Like I right. said, we can talk. Let's right. set up a time to talk. Well, as she gets home, he's sitting on her fucking porch. And she was like, how did you get here so fast? And he was like, I was in the neighborhood. She's like, no, nope, no, nope, you're a rich dude. This is a shitty fucking neighborhood. Like, red what the fuck flag. is happening? So more red flags yeah. are going off. But he does, like, make it into her house. And it's really funny because he, like, kind of looks around and she's like, yep, it's a piece of shit, but it's mine. Fuck off. And he's like, well, I would like a drink. And she was like, yeah, well, you know, there's the cups and right. there's the liquor. Make it yourself. I'm not right. serving you. Yeah. And she always, like, call him rich boy and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So she's funny. They do have a really good banter. I mean, obviously there's sexual tension, um, but their banter is very interesting because I think she shocks him. Yes. Well, and he shocks her because yeah. he starts, I think it's at this particular time that he really starts talking with the sexual innuendos yeah. and stuff. And it's like, oh, yeah, okay. It's not just a little bit of flirting. Yeah. Like you're full out talking yeah. about like what you would do. Right. Cool. Um, but he does end up, just kind of going through this thing where he tells her like, she doesn't expect it, but he basically tells her like, you're beautiful. And she, mm-hmm. cause she's like, why would you want to do this? Why would you want me? Right. Like I'm mouthy and sassy and will cause all these problems. And he was just like, you know, I think it stunned her. She didn't expect to hear yeah. that. And then he like, just leaves yeah. like legit just gets up and leaves like all mysterious yeah. and shit. And she's like, cool. Well, he gets a phone call or something, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then just leaves. Yep. Yeah. So, um, then, like, a couple days later, she's having, like, an emotional moment with her staff. Like, everyone's kind of funny, but they're crying at the same time. Maybe because some people are hungover. Someone's currently drinking. Like, I don't know. And he just kind of walks in. And he's like, hello. And he brings her, like, a contract. And he's like, here's the paperwork, darling. I'll be back in a couple of days. Or I'll reach out to you in a couple of days. Right. And she's like, whoa. Right. What? Well, because now she has to explain everything to all of her friends. Right. Like, what is this? And she... So she does, and some are like all about it, like Danny. Yeah. And others are like, uh, I don't know, like maybe we need to, you should think about this. And I think at this point is when she kind of starts realizing that she's kind of leaning towards actually doing it. Right. Because she doesn't want, first and foremost, she doesn't want to close this store. Yeah. She wants to save the jobs of these people, yeah. you know? So um, he calls her. And she starts to get kind of into the nitty gritty of it. And she was like, listen, if I'm going to take this seriously, I got a couple of questions about this. You know, everyone's got a question about the contract, but she was just letting him know, like, legit, are you a wife beater? Like, are you violent? Are you going to try to beat me? Because I will cut a motherfucker, like just letting you know. And he's like, nope. And she was like, well, how about, you know, divorce? And this is where she finds out there's absolutely no divorce. He was like, nope, no divorce. And she's like, well, I don't get that. And he was like, yep, I'm not, I don't really feel like I have to explain it to you. Just if you marry me, that's it. Right. But I think she's thinking in her mind, like, yeah, okay, you say that, but like, she can still file. Right. So I feel like that's kind of like a non-issue for her. She's just like, yeah, okay, whatever. Yeah. But by the end of this conversation, she says yes. She agrees. 
and he hangs up the phone and she was like it was a fucking joke wasn't it like yeah that was it except about 30 minutes later he shows up at her store with his lawyer and his priest and she's like what the actual fuck is happening and he's like we're getting married right now audacity and she is like no we are not you hung up on me i thought you legit were playing a prank i didn't think this was real he's like this is what the attorney's for she's like going in on him too and it's amusing to me because the pastor and the lawyer are both looking at her like she has lost her fucking marbles because they know that no one talks to him like this and they are absolutely shook that he's first of all taking it and b that she would have the audacity to cuss him out yeah well and then he's like kind of turned on Mm -hmm. by her rage or whatever and he gets her like you know good and cornered Mm -hmm. and she's the over and over saying step back step back don't put your hands on me and he's telling her everything he's going to do to her every way he's going to punish her she's going to be his wife and all this kind of shit and so she pulls this thing where she says like well then if you really are going to do what i say and the respect that you need me more than i need you kind of shit then for every second that you still hold on to me and don't let me go when i'm telling you to you're going to add another million to this contract so like eventually she just screams out 20 million you now owe me 20 fucking million dollars and he was like fine but you're still going to marry me right now right and she does she does have the attorney though like before she signs the shit she has the attorney mark out the 10 million and make it 20 million yeah she does add in though that her danny's husband gets a job at his company yes so they can stay so she does need to negotiate the contract which smart on you and she's basically saying like can i have my own room and he's like if you want one yeah. Can I have affairs if yeah. you're discreet? Are right. you going to have affairs if you want me to have one? Right. Like all these kind of things. And then she's finally like, well, okay, well, for me, this is only going to be a deal. I see proof of this money and right. it's a deal and whatever. And although you're sexy as fuck and you say all these great things that I'm really down for, yeah. I'm not going to listen to you. Nope. Not going to do it. Right. And she's so. also saying she's not going to have sex with him. Right. And he's like, yeah, okay. Yeah. But he marries her. Yeah. They sign this paperwork. She thinks, cool. And then he like picks her up and throws her in the car. And then she's like, what's going on? And he's like, yep, we're going home. And she's like, for what? And he's like, to consummate. And she's like, "Mm, didn't we just have the sex discussion? And he was basically like, I don't really care what you say. Yeah. Can we talk about, can we talk about his nickname for her? It really rubs me the wrong way. He calls her lots of different things though. Well, the one specifically is he calls her little lamb Um, and it gives me very serial killer vibes and I was not for it. Well, because he was using it in phrases like, like he's the big bad wolf. Yeah. And so like, she's the little lamb. The lion's going to eat the lamb. And I'm like, like, hard pass. I hated the little lamb reference. I don't know if I was more, I don't want to say freaked out, but I was intrigued by, I'm just reading banter, reading banter, giggling out loud. And all of a sudden this man drops this situation like, yep. When I'm, I'm going to spank that pussy until you're screaming (laughs) my name. And she said, what the (laughs) fuck did you just say? Like a man you have known in a span of maybe three hours you know what i mean right and like the time you physically yeah. have been in contact with this person is just like i'm gonna give you 20 million dollars we're getting married right this second and i'm letting you know i'm going to right. spank your yeah. stuff he went from zero to 100 real fast real and fast. i think she was like excuse me what's happening and as the reader i just kind of did a whole like huh. yeah Okay. Uh Here we go. It's picking up steam. It really is. Um, But yeah, like it was a shock to the system a little just because it came out of nowhere. And he is fucking filthy. He's dirty. He is really dirty. Um, Anyway, so they do kiss in the car. And then he's pretty much like, listen, we're going to fuck. And she's like, no, we're not going to fuck. And then he gets a call and then he dips. Right. again Just, wedding night right i'm almost got you almost yeah. got you to agree yeah and then boom yeah. i got a dip yeah all right so we're gonna take a break and then we're gonna come back and we're gonna tell you what happens during the time that he's gone and when he returns okay hi we're back yes 
Okay. So we're married now. We're married now. He got a phone call and just dipped. Bye. Yep. Like no explanation, nothing. And she's like, okay, cool. Fuck you too. Yep. Um, obviously he's gone and she's pissed, but that doesn't stop any woman from snooping. Oh yeah. She's snooping. She finds a drawer with a bunch of rope. Different colors, different right. and textures. Like cash in this drawer. It's very odd. Mm-hmm. She doesn't know what it's about. Um, she also meets Arlo, who is the butler slash driver. Mm-hmm. And he's real funny. He is. He has full-blown loyalty to Callum, though. But he does, like, say certain things that, like, um, like intrigue her a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of gives a little bit of insight into, like, kind of who he is as a human. Yep. Um, so I do like Arlo. Yeah. Um, I like his place in the book. Um, Arlo then tells her that she has access to a no limit American Express card. Mm-hmm. Hi. And all the cars. Right. So, cause you know, you're, you're in a mega mansion, right? right? Yes. He's um, not, he's, yeah. yeah, he's living in the, his best life. Right. Yeah. Um, so she does what anyone would do. Grab your best friend and Grab go shopping. Grab your best friend and go shopping. Uh, just to stick it to him though, she finds like the most expensive car in his garage and decides to take it out. She does. So that was fun. And, and then, also what I would do. And actually spends the money. Yeah. Yeah. She's she's not going to be one of those that are like, I, I'm so offended. He wants to buy me a new wardrobe. She's like, listen, I'm about to burn a hole through this card. Right. Yep. That's what I do. I loved it about right. her. I thought it was awesome. I don't love shopping, but I would do it just to spite. To spend all the money. Yeah. Yeah. It's really funny, too, because he, like, calls her. They're having lunch or yeah. something. And he, like, calls her. And he's saying the things that are hinting that he's actually looking at her and she's like fuck are you here and he's like nope but i'm everywhere kind of a thing and so she knows that he rich motherfucker is god yeah and has access to cameras and shit and and when he's just letting her know he's like i won't do it all the time but i just wanted you to know what what i could do and she was like okay cool more red flags and she calls him a psychopath yeah yeah so anyway so days go by he's still gone she doesn't really hear from him again Um, she's cool with that because she's busy at the shop. She rehires everyone. And then she's getting ready to like sit down and pay bills and stuff because she's got cha-ching in the bank account now. And like all her problems are gone now. The tax debt has suddenly like disappeared. The lawsuit suddenly gets dropped. Like none of the things she thought she was millions of dollars in debt for are going to happen now. Fishy. It is fishy. fishy. Yeah. But you know, she just finishes out her day and was like, okay. And then she goes home. So she kind of wakes up in the middle of the night because you get that eerie sense yeah. that someone is there. Uh, Callan's back. Yeah. They fuck. I don't even know how many words are actually spoken out of her dead of sleep, but she's like half naked. It explains right. that she's wearing like a tank top and yeah. panties, just laying on top yeah. of the covers in her bed. He's got like a pair of pants on and that's it. And he like just lays on right. top of her and then they just fuck. Right. And it is good. It's almost, I feel like, the peak of their relationship a little bit. Because I feel like everything's kind of coming together. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like it's kind of brought on by anger. He's doing it because he's obviously, like, obsessed with her. Mm-hmm. And legitimately wants her to be his wife. And she's doing it because... At this point, she's like, fuck it. But she's pissed. Mm-hmm. And she, I, they're doing it for different reasons. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of, I feel like, the epitome of their relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, they're both there for different reasons. They feel different things. They're at different stages of their relationship. Um, but the one thing that they have in common is sex. And he's filthy. He is nasty. He is filthy. Yeah. He is dirty. And yeah. she is there for all of it. Right. And yeah. she's never, I feel like she's shocked a little bit at herself because mm-hmm. she's never had the experience, the sexual experience that she's needed, I think, as far as dirty talk and like aggressive, rough nature. She's always had like the men that are you know, treat her like glass and it's very vanilla. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what she always thought that she wanted. But now that Callum has shown up, mm-hmm. 
she realizes that's not at all what she wanted. What she wanted is what Callum has. So she's going to take it Mm -hmm. and she's living her best sexual life. And I love that. Love that journey for her. I do too. I absolutely do. I think there's some kind of funny, I, I don't have it word for word, but it was something about like if she could detach her brain from her vagina yeah. because her vagina just wants to rip off her body and suck itself right. to yeah. Callum's face yeah. where yeah. her yeah. head is like, no, 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 this is yeah. going to complicate everything, yeah. you know, but she, she gives in and, and yeah. they, they go at it for numerous chapters yeah. and not to say though, that it fixes anything. No, nothing changes. No, just that they've had sex is the only thing that's changed. I feel though what has changed for Callum is his aggression and possession of her kicks in immediately where she's like, okay, well we just, you know, scratched an itch. Right. It was a really deep itch and we scratched for a long time, but that's how I'm going to go about my day. So like, you know, he, he gets up and goes to work at ungodly fucking hours in the morning or whatever. So he's gone by the time she wakes up. She goes into her work. She's, you know, kind of like, you know, you do that, like, I just got my vagina beat right. up. Yeah. Skip. Yeah. Yep. So she's doing that. Her employers are like, what's happening? She's like, nope, I'm not going to spoil it. I'm right. not going to talk about it, but I'm just going to whatever. Yeah. So she, like, helps a customer. It's like a little dude. Yeah. He was like, I'm here because I need a saucy book for my girlfriend, yeah. you know, and she's telling him, oh, this is good stuff. And this is a reverse harem. And mm-hmm. he's like, what the fuck is a reverse harem? And she's like, you know, this one I think has like seven or eight guys in it. Yeah. And he's like, that's excessive. And then all of a sudden you hear, I agree. And it's Callum yeah. has come huffing and puffing in her store because he's realized she is not wearing a her wedding ring. Right. And B, he walked in on her talking and flirting yeah. with a little dude. How, how does he know that, you ask? Oh, because he's constantly stalking her. Right, because he has cameras set up everywhere. Yeah. He's a psycho. He is a psycho. A hot one, but a psycho nonetheless. Yeah. So, you know, he's all jealous and crazy. Yeah. She calls him out on it. Yeah. She also tells him, I'm not wearing this ridiculous, stupid fucking ring because it's just a sign that says, I'm wealthy, follow me home and murder me. Right. So he like storms out of the store and like comes back a half an hour later with like another wedding ring right. just so she's wearing right. one and he's like is this one plain enough for you and she's like well actually i, I like it thank yeah. you thank you so yeah. much um but that's a thing for him he constantly wants her wearing the fucking ring and he's real possessive right. about her speaking to anyone yep. so that's a thing yeah and she keeps telling him like okay caveman like okay anyway so she gets home and he's all like hey and she's like well hey yeah like yeah we were kind of mad but hey yeah and so he ties her up and she's like i don't know if i want to do this and he's like you can trust me and she's like i don't know you enough to trust you and he's like but i've already been in your vagina and she's like okay so there's some kind of a trust thing it's it's a situation where she he basically says if you tell me to stop i'll stop kind of a thing so he gets her all he ties her all up she's immobile like he's he's a wizard and he gets her all worked up and then he leaves her and that's her punishment he leaves her like overnight and it's arlo that comes in to her naked ass in the morning all tied up she needs to pee and arlo lets her out of the cups and the rope so what the fuck's gonna happen she's gonna find out where her husband works and she's gonna go to his office oh boy yeah so that's a thing because she comes in with like I'm here to give you lunch. And she finds out nobody in his office knew that she was his wife, that he got married. Like she just shows up and is like, I'm his wife. And he confirmed that that's my wife. And they're all like, what? Like you got married, Mr. McCallum? Like what the fuck? Okay. This includes his brother, by the way. Named Cole. Yeah. Yep. Cole comes in. Um, She's just like, well, I think it's really weird. If right. we got married because of your family, right. then why didn't you tell your family you got married? And he blows her off. Yeah. I just feel like kind of at this point, as things are starting to unravel, because they are starting to unravel, she's starting to like pick up on things. Mm-hmm. Uh, we as readers are also at the same time picking up on things. Right. Uh, so I've never read a book where, the reader is on the same journey as a character mm-hmm. as far as like the mystery of the book <clears throat> Yeah. outside of pen pal. Yeah. 
Oh yeah. Right. We were all fucking, right. under, we didn't know what was right. happening in Pen so Pal. It's just, it's very interesting to me how an author can do that. Mm -hmm. Like put the character and the reader on like the same journey. Yeah. Um, because as she starts unraveling things um, and how shocked she is, I had the exact same emotions. Yeah. Um, so obviously this is the first time in which she's starting to realize like something is off mm -hmm. uh, because Cole doesn't understand what's going on. Right. And she doesn't believe that the reasons that Callum gave her for getting married are real now. Right. Because his family would know. Yeah. So we run into it too. Like, I mean, wh while we're still at the office and she's yeah. met Cole and stuff, like they had sex, like yeah. they bantered it out. Yeah. It was great. Whatever. And then come to find out she brought him a shit sandwich. This was gross, but it was hilarious because again, he tied her up, got her hot and left her. Yeah. So the next day she, when she's rolling in, bringing him a sandwich, yeah. she stopped at Danny's, got Danny's daughter to shit. She took it out of the diaper, put it in a sandwich and brought it to her husband. I Get it, girl. Get it. <laughs> now, way. I would never, that I don't do poo. That's just gross. <laughs> I don't do poo. I will come up with something else creative, but that worked. The level of evil yes. was beyond that I was here for. And they were, but he respected her for it. And she yeah. pulled it off like, oh, well, he was like, I, I never knew I was going to marry someone that was going to think that shit was a condiment and right. she was like welcome to my fucking world right. bitch yeah. like it's how it is yeah. also don't ever tie me up and leave me again never yeah. motherfucker yeah. so she comes home that night uh he's making dinner she's like oh my god you know how to do something besides mm -hmm. spend money and he was like yep i actually am domesticated she's like okay but then the dad shows up and the dad is like, I heard from your brother Cole that he met your wife. We didn't fucking know you had a wife. And so the whole interaction is very weird because dad is smart mouthing Callum because Callum's a dick, but he's so super nice to Emery and Emery must think she just thinks that he and his dad don't get along. So the dad must be a fucking creep, but the dad's not being a creep. No, he's really, I liked him. He's very quirky too. And so now she is 100% sure that something is going on right so the you know callum's kind of like trying to kick the dad out or whatever so emory's supposed to go upstairs you know callum's order go upstairs i'm gonna talk yeah. to my dad i'll be there in a minute she's like okay and hides around the corner yeah. because duh right and she overhears a conversation and essentially what it is is the dad is like does she know are you going to tell her mm -hmm. like what the fuck is happening yeah. What are you hiding, you asshole? And the dad is coming on to him like, you're being an asshole. She can handle it. You need to tell her. Yeah. And she's like, handle motherfucking what? Yeah. What is happening? Yeah. yeah. So, you know, she gives him a chance to come clean because she knows that he's hiding something big. But instead of telling her, he's like, I got to leave for work again. I yeah. just, I got to go. I can't answer it. Yeah. And so he leaves again. And she yeah. knows, like, here was your shot. Yeah. You could have came clean and you didn't. I feel so, like she wakes up now, goes to work, and is like full blown. I'm becoming an FBI detective. Right. Um, the brother does call her though, and, and comes over like, to her shop. Yeah, and really, their conversation consists of, "Don't tell my brother I'm here. What is going on? Who are you? Like, I've never seen him act this way." And then he drops the bomb kind of like I could never understand why he bought value books. Right. And she's like, huh? What? So she doesn't say anything. They leave. He leaves. They're fine. He leaves. She calls Danny and she's like, I need you to like Spidey skill. Who owns value books? What is going on? She calls her landlord and she's like, come clean you're lying what's going on with my rent and blah 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 come to find out value books is owned by callum's business and, and callum spearheaded it right and callum made the landlord tell her he was raising the rent yeah She's like, what? Why? Why? He's responsible yeah. for all the bad shit. Because now she's like, no wonder my tax debt disappeared. Right. And how was there somebody that was going to sue me that yeah. I didn't even know came into yeah. my store? He made it all yeah. up. He like orchestrated yeah. the entire 
everything that's gone wrong with her is because of something he did. And let's not forget, too, that the ex-boyfriend ran into Danny somewhere Mm -hmm. and told Danny to tell Emery that she needed to run. Yeah. So what the fuck is that about? What's going on there? Yeah. And I think Emery sees him. I think Ben was his name. So Emery sees the ex and the ex is like, so how are you doing? And she was like, yeah, we're not going to have that conversation. We're going to have the, why the fuck did you just ghost me out of nowhere? And he's like, I didn't want to do it. They made me do it, you know, whatever. But he still, and she's just like, she just knows Callum's behind that too. And she's like, what the fuck? So she calls his ass because I think she thinks he's still traveling. I don't know if he's home at this point. I I can't remember. And she was like, I learned all of this. You dumb motherfucker. Explain, you know? And he pretty much is just like, he's not going to lie. He's like, yeah, I did it. I did it all. Oh, okay. No apologies. Nothing. I would do it again if I had to. Yeah. Yeah. Anything like that. So, um, basically here's, here's, here's the deal. Here's where it comes. And I don't, I didn't particularly love this part. This is all because five years ago at a costume Halloween party, Emery went with Danny and Ryan. Emery got pissed off at the guy she was with because he was a dick. She was going to leave the party and she tripped on Callum, who was in a mask. Was he a wolf or something? Yeah. Big bag wolf. Yeah. And he instantly was like attracted to her and she's instantly mouthing off and he was like just date me and she's like i don't fucking know who you are you're just a rich prick and blah 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 and so he spent these last five years being obsessed with her and orchestrating a way into his life that she would accept him and his money confused silence confused it was like you he spent millions of dollars buying a company yep to build it next to her store yep to create chaos in her life. Yep. So that he could be some kind of hero. And she would be forced to marry him. Yeah. And then she finds out about it. And she's like, you know what? No, bye. She's yeah. out. Yeah. So she contacts her lawyer. Yeah. Okay. Contacts her lawyer and is like, draw divorce papers immediately. Like, I'm not doing this. I want this annulled. Blah, 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 blah. Right. The lawyer ends up calling her back and is like, well, here's the thing. He had the papers uh, filed in like Vatican City. In Rome. In yeah. Rome. Uh, where that's where, illegal to get divorced. Right. Yeah. He right. did it all. She's like, I got married in my bookstore in LA. And the attorney's like, yeah, it'll take years to unfuck this. So she's fucked. Yeah. So she's done. He's like literally thought of everything. Yeah. In order to literally attach her to him with no way out right so she decides she's gonna have her breakdown yeah and she's gonna go and take as much cash out of her account as she can legally get and she has a driver drive her to some city where there's a four seasons and she spends like 10 miserable fucking days not speaking to anyone trying to understand what she's gonna do with her life blah 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 and here's where we run into a character that we have from previous books we run into killian black so this is where it gets really confusing um, because Killian Black just shows up and he's basically just, and he's from that beautifully cruel, cruel paradise duet books. And he's letting her know, like, I, whenever Callum can't watch you, I'm the one that watches you and I make sure that you're safe. And she's like, why the absolute fuck am I in any kind of danger? Right. And he's like, you got to go home to your man and get that information. Yeah. He loves you. And she's like, he doesn't know what love is. He's a fucking right. psycho. And she's like, whatever. But also, by the way, all the money and passports and ropes you found and guns and, and right are mine yeah like i leave all my stuff with him when i'm out on jobs right so there's that yeah so then essentially she has a conversation with callum and callum tells her the truth besides the whole idea of i've been obsessed with you forever yeah but the danger part comes in because my family is part of the 13 and that's where killian black comes in what the fuck is the 13 well the 13 is what we actually even get in the cruel or the queens of monster series as well it's good guys doing bad things to keep the balance and keep the worst out of the worst and yeah. somehow the Callum's family is involved in like the accounting and planning yeah. part, but yet she could still be in danger because of him. Right. So the 13, um, you've probably heard us talk about it. Well, almost in all the JT books, except for pen pal. Yeah. But, um, honestly, listen, I need to do a family tree. I'm going to, 
my, I'm going to work on a family tree. I'm going to do it and I'm going to post it on social media so we can understand what the hell's going on here. Because mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys remember Raina, the black widow. Mm-hmm. Um, she's referenced in this book because when Callum is telling Emery about the 13, uh, Emery says something like, well, what if you add an additional person? What then you're not 13 anymore. You're 14. And he's like, Raina said the exact same thing. And she's like, who's Raina? And like, that's kind of the link outside mm-hmm. of Killian, mm-hmm. uh, to the third, the 13, right. I'm, family tree it's happening it has to because it gets confusing every every single one of these books is linked even if it's just one chapter yeah a half chapter a paragraph yeah they're all linked they are so but even after he admits like here's it that's there's nothing else like i was obsessed with you we're together and i'm part of this and we have to keep it a secret and blah blah blah. she still leaves him yeah it's still like six weeks or so that they are you know apart Mm -hmm. and that he's being like a stalker because he's standing outside of her bookshop and all the employees now feel bad for him because they know that he loves her and she's fighting it with everything that she can but they will come back together It is a happily ever after. Yeah. It ends on, you know, a whole lot of really good fucking sex. Yeah. And they, you know, yeah. work it out. But yeah. she really just kind of wants to be a part of the 13. And he's telling her absolutely fucking not. Yeah. And she was like, nope, I'm intrigued. And I would be good at it. And he was like, actually, you're really mouthy and sassy. And I don't think you'd be yeah. good at it. And she's like, well, we'll see what Killian thinks. Yeah. And he's like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah. Um, and so I think that you're going to see that continue on. Yeah. So the next book, as we said, uh, is going to be about Cole. We didn't get very much about Cole, so it's going to be, like, really interesting to start with him. And then he doesn't know about the 13. It's just Callum and his dad. So somehow I bet Cole is going to get involved. Of course, you're going to touch base again with Emery and, you know, they're married for real kind of a thing. And, yeah. So it was. It shall be interesting. It shall be interesting. Um, That's September 28th. Yeah. Fall into you. Um, but yeah, I, I loved it. If you wanted to like, just quickly dick score overall five dicks, wait, where are you going with? Mm, probably a four. I'm going to go 4.5. I, I like the naughty. I like the crazy man. Yeah. I really like when the man is fucking nuts and he yeah. was fucking nuts. He was a psychopath. Yeah, he really was. Um, and I loved him for it. So yeah, she did not annoy me. I know she annoyed you. Um, I enjoyed her quirks. I enjoyed when she would stand up for herself. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed when she had to fold because her vagina just <laughs> couldn't take it. So yeah. I loved all of that. Good stuff. Yeah. All right. So next week uh, we have Callie Hart, the Blood and Roses series. Actually, it's not next week. It's no. We're going to take a, a break for next week. Yeah. Um, we are going to come back on the 2nd of yeah. August. Blood and Roses. Yeah. It's a big one. It's like. 800 pages or something wild. so good. I read it a long time ago when I wanted you to read it. I'm halfway through right now, so Mm -hmm. we'll see. We'll see. All right, guys. Well, enjoy a little bit of a break. We'll see you back in August 2nd. Goodbye. Bye. Hey, Smut Hive listeners. Just a quick reminder. Don't forget to go onto our TikTok and Instagram page. Like, follow, do all the fun things. We also have a link in our Instagram bio that takes you to Spotify and Apple. Leave us a review.